Let's just start with the big hello show and go into yeah. it rather than starting like dubstep being yeah. such beatboxy. Yeah, it's, it's really, I don't know, I think it's unprofessional when we do musical stuff because, you know, we're just too good, if anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so why don't we just say a boring hello and then not make anything musical out of it. Okay, Dan? Okay. You're actually doing this as a bit, aren't you? But I actually think stop this. <laughs> this is actually doing it properly and say hello. I was going to do a, such a big number there. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we'll just do a big hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. And welcome to episode fifty-three. Good, I was presenting. I, I wasn't. I was like, "What number is it?" I forgot. It is fifty-three. Yes, it is fifty-three. Fifty-three. The big five-three. What's that in bingo? Let's name things. Let's Google celebrities that died age fifty-three. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to start the podcast, Matt. You do some talking whilst I find some. I did not agree to this, or nor had any idea of this idea before. Literally 10 seconds ago. <laughs> it really caught me off guard, this one. But, um, you know, like, we, we're we 53 episodes in now. We got, we're really kind of, uh, you know, we're kind of, we're skating on themes at this point. So, uh, uh, and, you know, it's really, we might as well just, just, just that. Philip K. Dick. Oh, that's cool. Died age 53. is quite young, Can actually. I guess a couple of people? Or oh, why don't you give me a couple of options and <laughs> I have to choose? Well, is we're... this morbid? I'm not sure if it's okay. Well, I give you... What do you mean, give me some reviews? So, why don't you give me two off there and two fake ones and I have to choose? Okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's okay. good. Or two fake ones, one real one. That's better. Two real ones, one fake one. Okay. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so we already know if it could do it. It'd be so funny if the fake one okay. was a live okay. person. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Okay. Bram Stoker. Uh-huh. The Dracula. Dracula yeah, author. I know who it is. And Cultured Dan. George Michael. Oh! Which one of those dies days 53? Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest, because... Mm, I think Bram Stoker definitely did. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good one. I should know the Freddie Mercury, then, but I'm on... Mm. I th- I'm going to say Freddie Mercury because I'm not sure, but it did, I think it's the right time frame because he. I'm. <sighs> this is genuinely the hardest question I've ever. Because I should know. I pick quite good ones actually. Yeah, you really. One of them is true though. Oh, two fakes. Two fakes. Two fakes. Two Ooh. fakes. Only one of them died age fifty-three. Going to say Bram Stoker. George Michael. Really? George oh. Michael died, yeah. Do you know why I thought of Bran Stoker? Because Mary Shelley died age 53. Oh, okay. So I yeah, thought Frank really I flipped it and but did Bram Stoker. I, I thought 50, that, it's all quite good. Um, do you know why Freddie Mercury died? Because that's going to annoy me for the rest of the episode. Let's find out. Babe Ruth as well, the famous baseball player. Okay. 53 is quite, quite young, actually. That's quite sad. Kind of. But then again... Bram Stoker. At least... You know, people people say that we don't learn anything doing these. Uh, uh, yeah, those people are fucking idiots. People are fucking idiots. I'm um, actually this become quite interesting. I've I've got a question for you, Dan. Here's okay. a uh, here's a, uh, a pub quiz question. Bram Stoker was 65. 65. Mm. Okay. Um, can you Google? Can you do me a favour? Can yeah. you Google um, how many um, 
Peregrine Falcon said Bram Stoker have? <laughs> oh yeah, Candy. Is that in the book that your mum gave us? 53! <laughs> wow! Isn't that so funny? It all comes round. All comes round. All comes round. Anyway, that was a morbid start. Yeah, I well, it actually, I got very interested in it very fast. Uh, anyway... Yeah. Dan, um, uh, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Now I've uh, googled celebrities that died age 53. Tell me, wake up, and are you feeling very restful today? Uh, no, I'm quite tired. For the bit, can you say? Yeah, I'm really restful. Are you really restful? Because yeah, uh, yeah. uh, we're staying uh, in um, my place in uh, in uh, up north, and uh, you know, uh, Dan, I gave you a bed to sleep on, didn't I? You yeah. did. It's a very comfortable thing. Yeah, a whole bed to myself. A very comfortable bed. It yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Listeners. Uh, I, I I bring forth to you uh, what, no, a prosecution. Let me, let me uh, say what you're about to say. No, no, let, let me let me just say. Why. I I Dan Rose a couple of weeks ago whilst we were recording this the podcast you're listening to right now forced me to not sleep in his bed but on the couch. It was it was a sad moment. Matt, for all. every other time you stayed around, do I let you have my bed? Uh, we share your bed, yeah. Yes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's the kind of presenters so, we are. <laughs> what other presenters? What other co-presenters? Yeah, yeah. Imagine like uh, uh, you have the, you have a spare room. I don't have a spare room. When my my two housemates are in. Yeah, and so even if they weren't in, it would be weird if I let, without I, your permi- their permission let you sleep in their bed. Trust, I kind of prefer sleeping with you because it's like. Um, it's but we slept together before on the bed, and that's um, totally fine. Yeah, and that's not but the question at hand. You're leaving out why I made you sleep on the sofa. Why did you force, force me? You weren't very well, and I didn't want to get your cough. And I think people listening to this podcast would appreciate that. Every other time, I bet you share my bed. But I was like, I don't want to. I'm. I haven't got ill yet. There's this cough going around. Everyone's got the flu. I haven't got it. I think it's passed, and I still haven't got it. So I think we're fine. But you had that. I'll <coughs> <and you laughs> oh, right my mouth. You had that, and I thought, you know what? Well, did I have it though? Because the thing is, I just performed and uh, I was quite tired. It's been a long day for me. I drove down from North, and Dan thought I was. No, uh... the next day you were much, much better. And then I believed you that it wasn't that you had a cough; it's that you were just unwell or under the weather that particular day. And did I or did I not? Because you stayed two nights in a row. God forbid. <laughs> did I or did I not that you had my bed the next night? Yeah, but that does kind of show your your guilt in the first case. So, uh, so I think people will. Uh... Well. Listener, this is up to you to decide. If you go into our Misfits page, we're going to have a poll on that. So you can choose whether I was in the right, that I should have been in his bed, uh, which is a weird thing to argue for, or you can be on the defence side where uh, I should have been on the couch. But I was really ill and he forced me to be on the couch. So get on the couch or I'll hit you again. No, you said... I'm a bit... Un- I'm really unwell. I didn't say that. You, no, no, no. You no, said I'm a bit unwell... I'm more than happy to sleep on the sofa if you want, so I don't get you ill. And I jumped on that, and I said, "Yeah, actually, now you mention it, it was that'd be obviously great a idea. bluff, though." I was like, "Just like, oh, I can go on the couch if you want." Like, yeah, fucking do it, please. <laughs> Any? Uh, <coughs> oh, Dan, ugh, I don't feel great, but ugh, if you don't mind, like, ugh, I'll sleep on the couch if you want. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, please." That, please that was do. certainly not the case. So, listener, the choice is yours. Are you on the prosecution side? That's my side. Are you in Dan's side? The lame side. Uh, go and miss the face. one time I let you make you sleep on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. And all the other times I've been lovely and made you sleep in my bed. Yeah, in our fairness. Uh, uh, but uh, that's. Hey Dan, here's a thing. I'm not sure it should go in the podcast, but it's something I noticed, which we've never talked about in the podcast. But it's something that interests me about you. Uh, when we slept in your bed the second night in a row, you asked for a pillow in between your legs. Why was that? Because I don't like. I sleep on my side, yeah. and I don't like having my uh, my knees touch. Yeah, because it squeezes my. T- it makes me feel like, it makes, like kind of squeezes a little bit my testicles, and it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. 
Uh, always done it ever since I was a kid. I yeah. always put like, oh, I'll normally I wrap my duvet in between my legs. Yeah, yeah. But when I've got someone next to me, obviously they also have the duvet, and I haven't, I haven't got yeah. enough duvet yeah, yeah, to play yeah, with yeah, to wrap yeah. between my legs. So I will use like a pillow, or in this case, I wrapped a sleeping bag between so my legs. What was the childhood thing which allowed you to do that? I had an operation to. Um, I had a perfectly <laughs> normal operation. I had a cyst that was causing testicular torsion. On my left testicle, I had it removed when I was... I don't know how old I was, actually. I want to say 13, but that might be wrong. Um, maybe older. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I just feel like I don't like have my testicles squished together. You know what? Like... Email us. <laughs> Mixpodcast.gmail.com If you are also a gentleman listening... Or a lady listening to this, I don't judge. If you have if you have testes and you don't... Or you just don't like your knees touching, whatever it is. Okay. I'm not the only, And I know I'm not the only one, actually, because one, one, one of my friends... Um, uh, I say friend. <laughs> Someone I was once talking to at a party told me that he doesn't sleep. Um, he likes something between his legs as well. Okay, let's 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 do a couple of things to clarify first. Right, we've done fifty-three episodes, and at times we've been scraping the barrel, and not once did you mention this gold mine. By the way, this is this is like why would I mention this? Operation There's a lot of weird things I do that I haven't come up in this podcast. Like what? It's what not you like you. I don't just bear myself. Well, that's what the podcast is about. I hate fruit. There's another one that people hate me for. Well, people know that already. Yeah. Banana gate. Um, Banana gate. All fruits. Disgusting. Oh, we forgot to mention, by the way, um, uh, the other night we were at um, uh, dinner with my family, uh, and uh, I usually think Dan's eating habits, i.e. Uh, Weetabix, is quite extreme, and uh, he, he's quite prolific and... Uh, talks a lot uh, in, about we- his. Oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah. I just realised. However, this. I realised that my family were equally weird because I mentioned Dan was a fan of Weetabix, and I kid you not, the whole table erupted with Weetabix. Big out. Debate. Oh, we're gonna have hot milk or no bananas? I fucking shit bananas. And yeah. uh, your uh, mum was straight in. Oh, I think Weetabix is much better with hot milk. I was like, yes, man, get in. We high fived across the table. But then my auntie Ria uh, was like, oh, I prefer cold milk. No, 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 like no she, bit- she was hot milk. She was uh, hot milk. It was uh, the old cousin Lynn was more. She's she likes her Weetabix with a bit of crunch. Her and yeah, like sac- uh, savages. It was three uh, against two. Uh, you and Stuart were just like, "What the?" F-? Actually, Stuart's a big Weetabix eater okay, as well. Uh, Actually, he has. To- I remember that when he kind of. Yeah, we got to eat Weetabix with hot milk, and they agreed with me, and I appreciated that. But that's beside the point. There's yeah. something else funny. I've just realised that happened that I never told you about. That happened at my dad's at Boxing Day. So we are going back a month or two. Okay, so there's a lot of open cans here, but go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Dan, would you like some Weetabix?" I said, uh, "Obviously." He was like, "Yeah, it's just in the top cupboard." Because you got a new house, so I didn't know where anything was. I take out the Weetabix. I'm talking to him. I've just got it in my hand. Da-da-da, talking, 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 talking. I open the box. I take out the Weetabix. As I've got the Weetabix halfway out of the box, I look at the box. It was Weetabix banana flavour. Oh my god! Did he? Is it a joke or was it? Did, did you? No, he just didn't realise he bought the banana flavoured Weetabix. He just brought it in a rush, apparently, and did didn't realise. Puke on his face. I said this. What, what words were said? Pretend that was your dad. Oh, can you get the Weetabix out? I was like, yeah, sure. Banana flavoured. <coughs> I mean, that didn't happen. I, I realised. I said, Dad, um, what the hell is this? He was like, it's Weetabix. And I said, no, it isn't. It is the devil's food. <laughs> banana flavoured. It's disgusting. He apologised. You made it in. Yeah. He said, well, that's a weird thing. You should get over yourself. But also, I appreciate that you don't like that. But I'm devastated. Wow, that was a shit punchline. He said, oh, it's really easy for me to miss that it was banana flavour. It really was. And it has banana flavour written in what, massive letters all across the front. What your dad should do is just get the Morrisons ones with the Savers ones. Yeah, God, what? they were terrible as well. Um, but going back uh, several things. Uh, we, you talked about test- 
Uh, the, oh, the going things. back to my testicles, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to come out uh, and as a piece of solidarity. I didn't realise until you mentioned this, but I like having things in between my legs as well. I don't know what it is, but I just like to... It's yeah. the cushion. Day, so I also found like a cushion you can have in between yeah, my legs. Yeah, I always... If I sleep on the sofa, I'll put a cushion between my legs as well. Yeah. I always sleep with the, yeah, the duvet kind of wrapped between my legs. I, I've just realised why we're single, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, should we crack on with the second part of the Odyssey? Yes, for the love of God, yes. Maybe Odysseus has testicular torsion. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here's a jingle. Welcome to the Odyssey, where we meet a man stranded at sea, searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? Fade out. Hello and welcome to your favorite part of the podcast. Actually, is it your favorite? I don't know. Uh, so today we're. Going... This is my favorite part of the podcast because it means I don't have to find out about Matt's life. <laughs> Such a bell. <laughs> You're only saying that because I brought up the testicular. Topic. Yes. No, it's, I'm really quite open about it. It's you know, guys, don't be ashamed. It was all fun and good. Went to the doctors, had an operation. Yeah. If you're suffering with any uh, body issues. See a doctor. Yeah, yeah. If you have testicular torsion, you should definitely get a look. Actually, at. no. If you if you're suffering with also, testicular... if you have testicular torsion and you aren't going to the doctors about it, then man, you must have a pain threshold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very high yeah. pain threshold. Oh man, that's not. It's like, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable today. My testicles twisted round. Isn't that uncomfortable, Dave? Oh, nah, it's fine. I'll go to the doctors oh, that's tomorrow. Genuinely awful. Oh, uh, anyway, Dan, what happened in the first part of the Odyssey? Actually, no. Should I... Can you ask me... No, I can tell you. Odysseus is on an island. He's been captured by Calypso on his way home from the Trojan War. Well, we'll leave... And his family didn't know that. So they are looking for him. But basically, Telemachus uh, has been told that his father is still alive and there's still hope that he might return. And basically, the people in Ithaca are waiting for his return. It's been 20 years, but they're still waiting. And now, um, we actually see Odysseus for the first time... And are you excited to meet our hero, Dan? So now we get to find out what actually happened. Yes. Um, this one here. Uh, so, Dan, what do you what do you imagine uh, Odysseus to be like? Because you met him a bit in the Trojan War. What do you imagine him to be like? Um, I imagine him... Well, Odysseus. Yeah. Isn't he pretty cunning and pretty clever? Yeah. And how, how do you envisage him? Um... Like Sean Bean from the film Troy. Uh, uh, we were talking about this beforehand. Dan's only classical references, and I don't, I'm not joking here, are either Troy, the film Troy, yeah. or 300. <laughs> and you've heard that throughout the podcast as well. It's every time it's like, oh, Sean Bean, or like, oh, he kicks him down a well. Uh, like, that's not, that's, oh, goodness me. But yeah, um, so he's quite a proud hero. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, um, we're going to start book five and, and yeah, go henceforth. Alright, should we crack on? Yeah. Athena pleads to the gods and Zeus at Mount Olympus on behalf of the imprisoned Odysseus and Telemachus, who are in danger of being ambushed. Okay, so Telemachus is on his way back from Sparta. He might be shot down by the uh, suitors. Correct, yes, because yeah. the suitors are like, we cannot know the truth that Odysseus is alive because then they won't be able to marry his mum. Yeah, it gets rid of I was it. listening. <laughs> uh, and... Athena is pleading because uh, Odysseus is stuck on this island. He's been there for eight years on Ogadir, uh with uh, Calypso as his captor slash something else oh, as well. Uh, so Athena is pleading to Zeus. Zeus tells her to protect Telemachus and he sends Hermes to order Calypso to release her prisoner. 
as we saw at the start of book one. Although, Odysseus must sail alone first on a raft to Skahira, where he will f- receive lavish gifts from the Phaeacians, but that's in the future. We'll get, we'll get to that later on. So Hermes goes down. <laughs> Hermes, the messenger god, he races to Eclipse's beautiful island, Ogodea. He gives Zeus's command to her. And what happens is he comes in, but she's not that very hospitable. She's like, what do you want, hey? And it's very rude to ask questions for inviting people in. But she gives him a bit of food but and stuff, and uh, he asks her to give over Odysseus. And she's very reluctant. But eventually she agrees. But not before pointing out that male gods are allowed to take mortal lovers, while female ones, like herself, are not. And informs the weeping Odysseus of her new plans. So our first instance we see of Odysseus. He's crying. She's going onto the beach and he's crying. He's a broken man, you know. Although... Because he's just been captured for eight years. Yeah, and he wants to go home. The Greek word for the, what Odysseus is feeling is nostos. It's the feel, the wanting to go home. And that's, uh, yeah, that's the whole drive of Odysseus. But it's a bit of a weird point here. We'll, uh, we'll finish off this, uh, this paragraph uh, and we'll, I'll discuss my, my refute. He is suspicious of her sudden help and does not think a raft would be sufficient for the ocean, but she assures him there is no subterfuge whatsoever. They have dinner, and Calypso tries to convince him that she is better than his mortal wife. Odysseus flatters her, but insists that he longs for home. They sleep together, as they do every night. So, here's an interesting thing. So they've been having sex every night? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Has she been raping him, or is he kind of into it, do you think? Well, again, that is... (laughs) This isn't made from a gender point of view, but I I do think he has been sleeping with her uh, from a consensual point of view. But that's not just because he's a guy. But I think that he's been there for eight years, and I think he kind Stockholm of, syndrome. Well, I don't know. I think he chose to do it, and and the thing is, he still wants to be home with his wife, but he has been sleeping with other people as well. Yes, yeah. And well, he's a bit of a dirty dog, is Odysseus, and uh, so he has been sleeping with a few people as well. So uh, he sh- uh, he has sex with her, and then he builds his raft to go on. But obviously, Calypso really wants him to say because he's been with her for eight years, even though he has imprisoned her. But also, they've kind of got a weird friendship. Well, I'm not sure if it's a friendship. Uh, well, hopefully, but she's probably used to his, hum- his company. Yeah, yeah, and now she's all by herself. Yeah. With Calypso's help, Odysseus makes his raft over the next four days, and he receives some gifts and a magical breeze, and he leaves on the fifth day. He sails on his raft for 17 dreary days until he nears Skahiria, but Poseidon sees him, and we all know Poseidon hates him, and realises the gods have freed him. He conjures a mighty storm, and Odysseus believes he will drown as he is tossed around and thrown underwater. Then we meet an old friend, Daniel. The goddess I know... Oh, it's, no, it's a different person. The, god- the goddess I know... <laughs> I think of Io, to be honest, there. Uh, Sorry. Uh, the goddess Ino sees him and sees him struggling, but she decides to rescue him with her veil. Odysseus thinks this might be another trick, but after his raft breaks apart, he takes her veil and swims with it to shore. Can I ask, why is Poseidon, why isn't he like Odysseus? Because all the gods seem to like Odysseus except for Poseidon. So what's he done to Poseidon? We will find out more afterwards. Okay. But um, basically, when Poseidon was on the side of the... Uh, Trojans, so that's another thing. But also, there's, basically, um, Odysseus had, uh, um, had been sacrilegious to him at some point. Okay. Long. So it's all... It, we'll find out at a different point, but Poseidon does not want him to go home. Okay. 
Athena calms the storm, and Odysseus swims for two days until he nears the shore. But sharp rocks surround it, and he fears dying on them in the rough surf. Athena tells him to grab hold of an oncoming rock ledge, and he does, and it tears his, the skin of his hands. After he is pulled underwater, he finds a calm river, and finally collapses on land. So he's been sailing for 17 days on a raft, and he's had to swim for two days. Yeah. He's right. got there, he's chopped his arm, his arms all cut up from the rocks, but at least he's made it. Finally. Good right. for him. Knowing the river area will be too cold at night, he finds a bed of leaves in a nearby forest, though he may be easy prey for wild animals, and goes to sleep. And because he has wet clothes and he doesn't want to get eunomia, he, he takes off all of his clothes. He's butt naked. He's butt naked. Sleeping in the bush. Uh, so that's in the book five. And uh, But whilst all this is happening, Athena is working on magic. What happens then? At night, Athena visits the Phoenician princess, Norsiska. Norsica. Norsiska. It's Norsica. In a dream and urges her to wash her clothing. When Norsica... Spoke differently twice in the sense of a sentence. Didn't realise that. When Norsica wakens, she takes a mule cart and her maids, and they wash her clothing in the pools by a river. They spread the wet clothing along the beach, then wash themselves and play a game in the nude. Hello. Odysseus, naked himself, wakes up when he hears them. He approaches them, but he is dirty. But his dirty, wild appearance frightens all of them away. But apart from Norsica. But this is a really interesting point. If you're naked on a, a faraway island and you see people, you need help, but you're naked, yeah, you look pretty ravaged. Like, what do you do in that situation, if you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a moral conundrum, isn't it? Because it's like, I, if you want to go over to ask them for help, but there's no way to kind of ask for it. I don't think it's a moral conundrum. I think you say, hey, help me, look at me, I'm clearly in a bad way. But if it's like, imagine, like, the... the Norsica's a princess, and he's around with, like gentry. It's, it's quite a, you're in a civilized society here. Yeah. If you walk, imagine if you walked into town, but naked, go, hey, help me, can you, can you help me, please? Is well, no, your term from the point of view of me doing that now would be weird. But if I've been in, if I've been in prison for eight years and I finally escaped, like, you, I would know, say, please. They don't know that though. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you'd still say, please help me, wouldn't you? Not once would I be like, oh no, I better not. What I mean, it, it issues caution, you know what I mean? You mm. can't be like, hey, help me! You know what I mean? Like, I'd just say, excuse me, I, I'm you Odysseus, I'm the king of Ithaca, but, I've been imprisoned for the last eight years. But doesn't that look a bit mental, though? You go, I'm a dead king from ten years No, ago. I think you're making a point that doesn't exist. I think if you have been in prison online for eight years and you finally see help, you're going to ask for help. You're not going to be like, oh, it's a bit rude of me to ask for help. Of course you're not! You're going to be like, please, for the love of God, help me! It's just, just a bit of fun, Dan. <laughs> He asks if she is mortal or a goddess and praises her surpassing beauty. Now that is weird if he's naked. He asks for her help in directing him to town and providing him clothing. She gladly agrees and directs her mace to tend him. See, it's not all bad. Odysseus is modest, however, and wants to bathe in privacy. He cleans up with Athena, making him even more handsome, and the maids give him food and drink. Okay, now this is a really impressive point. Cause, uh, so he gets in the bath, scrubs away, shaves his beard, and uh, Athena makes him look... Fit, you know, like she's like, ooh, beach body ready, ooh. Uh, and why do you reckon she's done this? Why do you reckon she's made him more attractive? So that girls want him? Kind of. Uh, so, um, Nausicaa obviously has a bit of a soft spot, so the more attractive that he looks, um, Athena reckons that. She's more likely to help him? Yeah, more likely to get the favours and stuff like that. So, uh, it's very superficial, yeah. but it does turn out to be quite effective. That is life, girls. Nausicaa directs him to walk behind her cart with her maids on the way to town but warns him that if people in town see him with her they will gossip that he is her future husband 
<laughs> People jump to conclusions I hear yeah. in Greece. Therefore, she asked him to hide behind some trees near the city wall when they enter, <laughs> then to ask direction later to the palace of Alkinonus. Alkinonus. We're going with Alkinonus? Yeah, okay, guys, we're going with Alkinonus. There he will find her mother, whom he should ask for help. If she likes him, then she will have him home soon. They heard they head to town and pass Athena's grove, where Odysseus prays for Athena for hospitality from the Phoenicians. Phaeacians, by the way. Phaeacians. It's, um, it says um, uh, this place is called Phaeacia, and uh, the interesting about place about Phaeacia, because um, uh, in the next episode we'll be hearing a lot about his adventures uh, throughout the storms, stuff like that. So uh, we'll be learning. Uh, it's very fantasy based, if you know what I mean. But this. Um, and later on in the, in the saga, it's all to do with Ithaca and stuff like that. So uh, we learn about uh, it's more like based on reality. But this place, it's the last time. Uh, it's in the chronology, it's one of the last of Odysseus' adventures. It's the last second stone between. It's half a fantasy land and half uh, half re- civilization. Okay. It's his integration back to civilization. Okay. So he's a, but he's asking for help before he wanders in there and declares himself Odysseus. Yeah. yeah. After he waits for Nausicaa to go to her father's palace, Odysseus makes his way alone and he encounters Athena in the form of a little girl. <laughs> Thank God Theseus isn't around. Yeah, as say, he gets kidnapped. <laughs> he asks her for directions to the palace and she leads him there while shrouding him in mist so no one else can see him. Again, Athena's been really protective and... Uh, uh, it's really weird. To, isn't it weird to see God being genuinely yeah. nice? Do you also not think it would be weird to see a bit of mist floating through the city? <laughs> it's invisible mist. It actually ha- occurs in the, um, the uh, Aeneid as well. So He's mi- invisible. Yeah, basically invisible. Um, uh, she tells him Alcinus, um and her his revered queen Arete, uh, uh, Arete uh, <laughs> it's spelled A-R-E, T E and uh, when, it, when when I was in school learning this, we all called it because Ar- we're Yorkshire. Arete. Uh, uh, it probably is Arete because Crete is spelled like that with a C. Uh, it's Arete, I believe. Yeah. She tells him Alcanus ha- uh, and his revered queen Arete are at supper. He enters the lush ornate palace and finds the king and queen. He embraces Arete's knees and asks her for passage to home. Alcanus leads Odysseus to the table where he is fed. Good hospitality. Yeah. Alcanus says they will make sacrifice in the morning, then think of how to send Odysseus home. He also wonders if Odysseus is a god. Odysseus assures him he is not, and that he has suffered great pains. Later at night, alone with Alcanus and Odysseus, Arete recognises Odysseus's clothing as her own creation and asks him who he is and who gave him his clothing. Because obviously, Nausicaa. He relates his story from Calypso's island until Nausicaa's help earlier that day. Alcanus says Nausicaa should have taken him home with her directly, but Odysseus says it was his idea to follow her separately. Taken with Odysseus, Alcanus vows to help him get home. He's always very likeable, isn't he, Odysseus? In all of his stories and other things as well. He always like that's People what, just like him. That's yeah. what I mean. He's very uh, culpable, if you know yeah. what I mean. In the morning, Athena, in the form of a crier, calls the townspeople to assemble to meet a stranger. She's everything, isn't she, Athena? She, she, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, she has a lot of time in yeah. the plate. Brian and my most gods are just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the crowd gathers and sees Odysseus' cast in a godly light by Athena. Alcanus asks them to provide a ship and crew for their anonymous guest and then prepare for a festival celebrating the stranger. He's going to get a festival thrown for him. He's been instru- there for one day, you know yeah. what I mean? His instructions are followed and at 
as at a feast for Odysseus, the blind bard Demodocus, yeah. the type of dinosaur, isn't it? Sings a song about. <laughs> That's so dumb. Sings a sings a song about the battle between Odysseus and Achilles at Troy. Odysseus furtively furtively cries at the memories it stirs, and Alcinous notices, stops the music, and starts up the pentathlon trials. Various games are played, and Prince Laodamus asks Odysseus to join. With so much on his mind, Odysseus is reluctant to play, and one of the athletes, Seareach, accuses Odysseus of having no athletic talent. <laughs> Harsh. Odysseus takes up the challenge and throws Odysseus farther than anyone else. Inspired by his throw and by the disguised Athena's praise of it, Odysseus dares anyone to beat him in his, any athletic contest, especially archery. I thought that said, except archery. Imagine that Arthur <laughs> Partridge remote, I can beat you at anything. Except, but, but not archery. Yeah, yeah not archery. I have he silences the crowd and Alcanus praises his prowess and suggests a dance performance. Demi- <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, you threw that discus really far. Yeah, but can you do De- tap yeah, dancing? Yeah. <laughs> Demodocus sings about a trust between Ares and Aphrodite, which ended when the cockolded Hesphytus forged chains and snarled them when they went to bed together. He then invited the other gods to witness the adulterers caught in the act. So just That's to, weird. Just to clarify this bit. Uh, it seems a bit weird to have these random stories put in, but... It's a story about Ares and Aphrodite having the sexy time. Yeah, but uh, so these are myths within the main story. You know what I mean, this is how a lot of myths get traversed because, like, it's real life human beings in, in ancient Greece retelling stories of the gods. Yes, yeah, yeah. but they, they, it's Homer's way of getting these small myths in to, to talk about the gods. If you know yeah. what I mean, so they are like mini myths. If you know what I mean, hey, miss. So this is the one about Homer's fighters getting caught and like, yeah, catches Ares and Aphrodite. Yeah. Per- Odysseus enjoys this story and is impressed by the following dance Alcinous son performs. He's obviously like, uh, he's, it's not much of a javelin for all, but yeah. he can do a good step up. Alcinous gives Odysseus a great bounty of clothing and gold, and Seareach, by way of apology, gives him a fine silver and ivory broadsword and some sandals. <laughs> On Alcinous's order, maids bathe him. When he, re- when he returns to the main hall, Princess Nausicaa asks him to remember her. He tells her he owes her his life. During the feast, Odysseus praises Demodocus' song about the Achaeans and asks him to sing about the wooden horse Odysseus used to invade Troy. Sing a song about me! Sing a song about me! That's basically what he's doing. He does, and Odysseus again weeps, and only Alcanus notices. Alcanus stops the music, questions why the stranger has cried despite all the gifts he has received, and asks him for his name and his full story. Dun, 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 dun. And what happens? So uh, eventually they're like, so they've been celebrating this guy who's only been there a day and a half. Yeah. And at the end of this festival to celebrate this guy who they all think's great, they're like, we should probably have asked who he actually is. <laughs> Do you know think that's a bit weird? That's, that's, exactly what's that's like having a Christmas festival. Like, sorry, who's Jesus? Yeah, who's Jesus? <laughs> oh, who's Santa Claus? Yeah. Well, listen to episode forty-five. Because then, like, he can obviously tell that like, everyone's looking at him, thinking wait a minute, this guy's clearly got memories. We're singing about amazing things that happened and I think this guy might have... Yeah. I think he might be involved. No, I, I, think, think he... I think what they what, 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 they know he's a discus from the war, okay. but they don't know what's happened to him since. And they're like, right, hold on. If you're feeling so sad, well, what's happening? Oh, like, I see. Tell yeah, us yeah. your Why full you story. Yeah, yeah. And what happened... That's where we're about to find out what happened yeah. to him. We're about to go so back. We're going to have a flashback uh, and we'll learn what happens to him. But that's for another myth. That's for next week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, time for a jingle. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts.
in small doses. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we and everyone in between, uh, we have a uh, uh, in this myth. We like to re- rank. Uh, I failed that. So <laughs> <laughs> every week we like to rank uh, each myth we do. Uh, obviously, we're doing the Odyssey, uh, the Odyssey as different parts, but we like to rank individual parts. And this is the I don't know how we, uh, this is the Calypso Nausicaa one. Uh, so so uh, yeah, so we rank up four sections: uh, life skills. Morals, creativity, and WTF. Dan, take it away. Life skills. These are things that we've practically learned. And I don't mean, oh, have I practically learned anything? I mean, things that we have physically learned how to do from a practical perspective. It's out of 10, Matt. What's your score? <laughs> oh, are we, are we, are we, we did no discussion this time whatsoever. <laughs> no, we did learn quite a lot, to be fair, didn't we? Did we? We learned how to build a raft. Yeah. That's a big one. We learned more hospitality rights. Hospitality rights. We learned how to make how to, clothes. How to send, uh, uh, how, how to approach someone naked. How to approach someone naked. How to throw a discus. Yeah. How to dance. Yeah. How to sing. Yeah. Uh, that's Okay, there's quite a lot here. Uh, learn how to persuade people like gods yeah uh, how to uh, have a mist how to make a visible mist yeah 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 um, uh, how to survive a storm how to survive a storm see you know I was actually thinking quite low there's actually quite a lot here seven six I don't say because it's not too much what do you reckon is it any more than last week probably not and we gave that a six so I'll go six yeah well we learned a, we learned a lot of life survival skills didn't we is that worthy of a seven, though? I think it's a seven. Come on, please. Um, but it's not... We didn't learn that much. We learned a lot of bits and pieces. Lots of, like... We learned both survival stuff and, like, performance Great stuff. point. It's a seven. Morals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know we're supposed to discuss this, you know? It's clearly a seven. Well, you, you were unclear. Like, you, you said six, ten. No, and then you just mentioned that, actually... Because I was trying to be nice to you and make you realise that you were probably right, but then you went on it, and then you justified your six by saying, actually, it was better than a six. So I was like, oh, I agree, it's a seven. Morals. Did we learn much morally? I don't know. Uh, I guess we learned how to treat guests in terms how of, like... Uh, uh, but, like, also how to bathe. Uh, how uh, to like, uh, I mean, like, it's... Uh, That's a life skill, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. That's why it should be a seven. See, now you're justifying it here <laughs> retrospectively. But, I mean, like... Um, the way that uh, this Norse can help, even though she's a prince, she helped this guy, a princess even. Um, yeah. Uh, again, my gender rules mixed up. Uh, she, she, um, she, she still helped this guy and looked after him. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, there's a lot of love there, if you know what I mean. Like, there's care and compassion. Uh, also, uh, they're very... Athena's been very helpful again. Yeah, also, the the, the whole of the, the Phaeacians are really lovely. Yeah, they're holding a feast for him. They're yeah. really nice. Uh, We've just learned that. Just be nice to people. Yeah, there's no moral strife for real. Oh, beside mm. it, uh, don't piss off the gods. Or don't else. piss off the gods, or else they'll also people like I know like saved uh, saved his life. With the yeah, vial. that's uh, really nice. Yeah, I guess uh, not a lot. It, Five is it is average? It, I think below, very four. I don't know. What do you reckon? What? Other than the fact that everyone was nice, there wasn't different types of moral no, conundrums. Like so I reckon it's, not, a, it's, it's a four. Hosp- yeah. yeah, hospitality. Creativity, how creative did we think it was? From a narrative point of view, pretty good. I mean, we've yeah. got this whole, like, going back. That's quite dramatic. Yeah, I think oh, there's a narrative structure, for sure. And also the fact that he goes from Calypso, this... this like, also, evil. Yeah, well, is she evil? Though? I, I think uh, the best thing about the other scenes is that even the suitors, uh, though they're seen as evil, they're not 
individually, they're not awful, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. And that's what it does best. They have clandestine characters, but they also show both good, good, good and bad sides to them. Apart from really Poseidon, who seems to be quite evil all the way through, and unjustly so. But that he's needed for a narrative structure. But like, like Calypso, though she was... Though she was in prison, this guy, and had a sex life, but equally, she did let him go, and also, but it was like, hey, if you want to stay here, you're welcome to as well. Like, it it didn't seem, didn't seem like a prison sentence, necessarily. I mean, obviously he couldn't leave, but like, mm. uh, I don't know. It just seems that she's not evil. Not, not like, truly evil, if you know what I mean. There's some good in her, if you know what I mean. Um, and she was, fear, uh, she could, um, worked with the gods, cooperated with them. Uh, and also... I guess creative wise, we we we're in the land of Phaeacia, and so that's where it's half. Um, it's like a fantasy land, but also civilized society as well. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and that woman for like all the red mist and stuff. That's cool. The invisible yeah. mist. How Athena helps. How Athena helps is that I know I don't know how she helps with the veil. A lot, a lot, of, different, lot of different gods, a lot of different locales from uh, Arcadia to um, uh, Phaeacia as well. I'm gonna say seven. I was gonna go seven. It's nice to agree on something, isn't it? Finally. WTF. Anything here that's a bit messed up? Probably the whole sleeping with Eclipse, though. Yeah, that whole kind of weird sense. Or the whole Kirk keeping there for eight years is weird. And yeah, stuff. imprisonment. That's yeah. quite weird. Um, he, had to sw- he had to sail on a raft for 17 days and yeah. swim for two. That's pretty messed up. That's a long old day. Yeah, that's, that's a bit weird. Long old day. Long old time, yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Um, what also is a bit weird is that Poseidon... Is terrible at killing him? It's, well, that too. But he's a god of the sea. And only after 17 days, like, hey, wait, this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, where's he going? Yeah, that's true. Not, it's, Fisha is pretty, pretty like, normal. Apart from being naked in the bush, uh, which is more, if anything, coquettish, uh, yeah. I think. It's nothing weird, apart from that guy, hey, well, you can't beat me. And then, he, I think that this year, so every time he's a bit of a dick, he's like, well, well I can obviously beat you or anything. He's a bit. Yeah. Also, the fact that he's changed his appearance as well, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird, yeah, he gets better nothing, living. It's not WTF, but it's some weird stuff. Not too weird, though. But I'm going to say maybe a four or five. I'll go five. I'm just going to go five to get the benefit of the doubt. The whole Calypso thing's pretty messed up. Yeah. I'd say it's just a normal, average... There's no gore, though. It's not... I think four, because it's slightly below average, I think. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because five is always what we call our average, right? Like our bog standard. And I think... This out of the form, what we just talked about, Odysseus's uh, story is going to get way more messed up. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, in comparison, I think it's only right to give it a four. Yes. Yeah. All right. Seven. I... Add four is eleven. <laughs> add seven is eighteen. Add four is twenty-two. Twenty-two. Woo! Twenty. That's pretty. I think pretty, suitable. Yeah. yeah twenty-two. And then, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was again. It's a building myth, if you know what I mean. And next week we're going to see a lot of different stuff. Uh, but as I was saying, we're enjoying the Odyssey. Yeah, you like it so much. I like it. Uh, I and the thing is, it gets a lot better as well. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's slightly different the way we're doing it to the actual text, if you know what I mean. But I I love it. I love both versions of it anyway. Because as I mentioned, there's stories within it which are nice, but we are skipping over for the benefit of this podcast. Yeah. But um, if you want to see the lead table uh, live in its full glory, why don't you go to our uh, Misfits fan page and check it out there? Uh, you can also sign up to our Facebook at Miss Podcast and Twitter at Miss Podcast. 
Um, if you have any suggestions of, I mean, future myths, we'll have to wait until after the Odyssey, but we're always happy to hear from our yeah. fans. So contact us at mythspodcast at gmail.com. I nearly forgot it. I nearly <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> and if you want to, again, just uh, get in touch with us, feel free to do that as well. Uh, we're an open book. And if you also want to give us uh, any donations for the podcast, please uh, go in the episode description link and there's uh, codes for uh, Patreon where you can donate weekly or you can go give us a one-off donation at Kofi. Uh, and also, finally, give us five stars on iTunes because we're fucking ace. And as always, please tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell, tell everyone. Tell you everyone you've ever met. <laughs> if you work in radio... Put it on. Just stick, instead of songs, put on the podcast. Put on the podcast, yeah. Or if you work as the Queen, yeah, <laughs> just just tell everyone about it. You know, Christmas speech. Tell everyone about yeah. it. I think it should be mandatory that prisoners in the prison system listen to myths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like how we started with a morbid fact, and we kind of gone quite. So, but this is a morbid sandwich here. So, okay, um, why do you think that then? Because is that war torture though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't take it. I'll, I'll confess to the yeah, crime. Criminals have been bad. Yeah, we're going to use us in, uh, in interrogation. Oh, we got. Tell us what you hit the bomb or what. We're going to play you five random episodes of. Oh, no, don't say it. Don't say it. We're the big challenge. No, it's uh, interesting but disturbing. As always, thanks for listening, guys. I've had a good time. You had a good time. I've had a lovely time, and thank you for listening. And hopefully, you've had a good time. And, uh, yeah, Matt's going to go back to the couch. Couch? Um, yeah, you're going to sleep on the couch. Oh, God damn it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, like, the prison sentence. <laughs> actually, just FYI, was sleeping on my couch better or worse than sleeping in your car? Oh, good question, actually. Because uh, you actually, before I mentioned this, like, you sleep in your car. I was like, yeah, but at least Yeah, when Matt was going to... on about, oh, you made me sleep on the couch, I said, you're pretty, pretty picky for a guy who regularly sleeps in his car. <laughs> well, you know, like, uh, at, the couch was more comfortable in my car, but, you know. There we go. You heard it first. Yeah, I was nice to him. Is that how that works? I don't know. Well, uh, you know, uh, it's better than the prison cell. Better than the prison cell, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Hope you don't die at 53. Yeah. Miss. Miss.